Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Batman Beyond podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 100 Plague and April Moon. Hi, pals. We're back again. I'm Al. I'm Maggie. And this is our 100th episode. Yes, we did it. Hooray. Hey. All right, moving on. Yeah, we have at least 100 to go. So uh-huh. <laughs> let's, not, uh, let's not get carried away yet. No, but we, we talked about this last week. It's, it's kind of mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, I can't believe yeah. we've already gotten here, you know? Like, yeah. it, it's like everything else that's been happening lately. It feels like we just started this, and it also feels like we've never not been doing this. So That is, well, I mean, this is basically the same show we did for Star Trek, only for cartoons and shorter but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know it's the same like we've been doing this same thing since uh 2010 mm-hmm. so uh i know we are past the halfway point because our final episode i'm looking at the list right now is uh 194 so. oh wow so there will not be a 200th episode maybe not i mean i right now don't particularly want to cover more than what we've planned but yeah. if they if they deliver on their promises to make more stuff and we're feeling it may- mm-hmm. maybe yeah. you know, I'm, I'm ruling it out yeah I just don't want that Star Trek thing to happen where it's like, we think we're done, and then there's a little more, mm-hmm. and then there's a little more. I'm like, no. Eh. This is not. We plan to do this. Let's just do this. Yeah, this is not tenable for a uh, weekly uh, yeah. review show. But if they straight up just dropped another Batman animated series in this con- in this canon, mm-hmm. they're like, eh, yeah, I-, I would consider it. I know they're working on that new Bruce Tim show, but I don't know if it's set in like the animated yeah. universe or if it's just a new thing. Yeah, and that's that's been kind of our criteria. That's why we mixed in a couple of the direct-to-DVD movies, because they said, mm-hmm. those are canon. That's yeah, why we're doing then, some shorts and a few other things. Yeah, and then they a bunch of them weren't. Right. No, I'm saying, like, that's why those are part of the main show and not mm-hmm. Patreon things. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, what I was just looking at the list, 194, our last episode is actually going to be one of those. Oh. It's uh, Justice League versus the Fatal Five, I think it is. Let me oh, double God. check. Uh, Yeah. Which is uh, from 2019, only a couple of years ago, huh. and it's supposed to be in this continuity. So I don't know if it's huh. any good, I mean, but it's supposed to be like I think they got all the the cast back together, and I think know? it's meant to be part of that. So huh. I don't know. All right, that's why we did the Harley Quinn one as well. Yeah. So all right. Anyway, um, let's talk about Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm. Let me tell uh, you about. Let's uh, talk about something that uh, is on no one's mind for the past two two years plus. Oh yeah, right. Plague. Mm-hmm. Here we go. It's customary to give you the plague. <laughs> Terry, Dana, and Chelsea are at the Neo Gotham Neo Airport to pick up Chelsea's Neo. Sorry, new boyfriend <laughs> Nelson. Well, I assume he's new. I don't remember them dating before. Nelson's been off having a spring break adventure, someplace where douchebags have horrible spring break adventures. And now he's being hassled by customs because he has something suspicious in his bag. But then the customs guy lets him off with a stern finger wagging because even though this is the far out future, it's also pre-9-11, so nobody actually cares all that much about airport security. He does, the, he does confiscate the incriminating vial of green liquid, I guess. So Terry walks his BFF Nelson Nash out to the parking lot where he's immediately accosted by Stalker. Stalker was the African hunter type who nearly hunted Terry to death in the episode Bloodsport, true believer, Excelsior. <laughs> Turns out that train found Stalker rather indigestible. <laughs> and now he's working for a shady government man named Agent Bennett. Last seen in the episode Zeta, chasing the titular Zeta. Face front and steal all the credit from your artists. <laughs> 
Bennett is putting stalker's stalking skills to work, stalking criminals, and his latest assignment is to track down a different shady government agent called Falseface, who went rogue and now works for a ruthless terrorist organization determined to rule the world. I, I know what you're thinking, and no, it's not Cobra. It's actually Cobra. I'm glad we got that sorted out. <laughs> Falseface is, I'm pretty sure, one of those super corny Golden Age villains that's one technicality away from getting DC sued by the estate of Dick Tracy creator Chester Gould. He, which is to say Falseface, not Chester Gould, can mash his face like silly putty to make it resemble other people's faces. That's how he posed as the security guy at the airport and stole a deadly virus that was planted on an unsuspecting Nelson Nash. So now Stalker and Batman have to put their differences aside and find the deadly virus before Cobra infects all of Gotham with it. Which aren't really good stakes at all, if you ask me. Because if you just get people to wear masks and get vaccinated, you could easily... Oh god, everybody's gonna die. <laughs> Wacky buddy cop shenanigans ensue, mostly involving Stalker and his tendency to solve every problem with his big stick. Then the chase takes Terry and Falseface to our riveting, climactic third-act set piece in some kind of laundry factory. Then the day is saved, and Stalker reminds Terry that he still very much intends to murder him someday. Hands on hips, big laugh, fade to black. I mean... I at least appreciate that he's like, listen, Terry, I'm definitely going to murder you, but not right now. Mm -hmm. Batman, I respect you, but also, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I respect you too much not to kill you. Thanks? I mean, he said something like, um, yeah, because he saved his life. He's mm -hmm. like, yeah, you're, you're not going to die today, because when you die, I'm going to kill you. Uh, that was, okay, that was pretty badass, I guess. I, I, I guess. Seemed rude, but whatever. Uh, well, you know, he wasn't exactly polite the rest of the time either. No. Also, I watched him run around with his bare feet, and I'm just like, God, Stalker's going to get so much tetanus. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe that's one of his superpowers, is resistance to tetanus? The future is filthy. Well, I, as opposed to the present or the past? Mm -hmm. Also filthy. All of time mm -hmm. is filthy. Everything's filthy. Yeah. I didn't dislike this one. I know you didn't love it, but uh, I didn't it think just, it was so bad. It didn't do anything for me. You know, I'm not a big Stalker fan, and like... No, I, me neither, but um, it felt like the Zeta episode, which I also felt sort of, was sort of middle of the pack, where mm -hmm. they're doing kind of a standard sci-fi-ish action story, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. with some stakes, and it's not so bad. Yeah, it's, you know. Not amazing, but not, like, it's not a memorable episode, but um, well, let me go into my good thing. Yeah. I, what I did like was this one tied together a bunch of stuff we've seen before. Like, the shady government guy from the Zeta episode, Stalker, and Cobra, who uh, is, like, laying groundwork for stuff we're going to see mm -hmm. later. This is their first appearance, but they're going to be in the show a lot. And I'm always a fan of that, like, connective world building. It's cool that, oh, we have to deal with secret government stuff, so here's a guy who, who does that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, here's Stalker again, who I guess didn't get hit by a train after all. Why nope. Not? Oh, yeah, that's what happened to him. Yeah. He got hit by a train and it sent him to prison. Mm hmm I guess so. Uh-huh. It was the prison train. He just, like, rode on the front of it. <laughs> uh, boss, we got a uh, guy stuck mm. to the front of the train. Well, scrape mm. him off and put him in a cell, I guess. Yep. Process him, too. Mm hmm That puts our count over one, so somebody mm -hmm. can go. Yep. <sighs> so am I wrong about False Face? Because he oh. sure feels like a Golden Age oh, guy. Oh, he's absolutely a Golden Age guy. In fact, I the DC Wiki pointed out that he did appear in... Um, uh, Batman 66. That's which, probably where I remember him from, yeah. Yeah. And they said prior to that, like, he was like a one-off guy. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, he's definitely not a guy that uh, appears a lot, but he, uh, I've definitely got him in one of my various Batman uh, uh, information books. Well, I mean, he's 
vaguely interesting, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah. not the not the character, but his abilities. Oh well, yeah, because it's clay. It, he, you know, it's Clayface, but not as good. Yeah, it's Clayface, but really, Clayface should rebrand himself Claybody because this mm-hmm. guy is Clayface. Yes, that's the only part of him that is clay, whereas Clayface can actually turn his entire body into things. Well, and, and then it makes him like the Spider-Man villain, the Chameleon, who mm. is connected to Craven, so it all comes around. Yeah. I, that's gotta be deliberate. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, really, we should get into the whole Cobra thing, because they are called Cobra. And they like, sure are. Like, yeah, they're doing the Marvel, like, AIM thing, but they're mm. also just doing the Cobra thing. They sure are. So this is my bad thing. Uh-huh. I know Cobra's an actual DC property, and they have every right to use it as their version of Hydra, but, like, what, G.I. Joe had been off the air for, what, 10 minutes? Like, you can't just call your evil snake guys the forces of Cobra. That name is very much taken. Or make them like a like a, a city gang. Don't mm-hmm. make them like a, you know, like I say, a ruthless terrorist organization determined to rule. Like, they, they have the exact same motives. Yeah. There's a bit where someone's like, we've got to get back to Cobra Command. I'm like, okay, well, now you're just... Now, I it's will right say... It's right there. I will say, similar to the G.I. Joe version... All of their stuff is very branded. Mm-hmm. Like they got their logo on everything. everything. Oh, these guys love a snake. All their snake guys, like, and they have different outfits for different ranks. Mm-hmm. Like the leader guys look different from the the soldier guys, yeah. and like the vehicles. Like, I think the aesthetic is very cool. Mm-hmm. I just, you're right. It's just, yeah, we there is a cartoon with this already, and uh, I don't know that you're correct that it went off the air then because. The one we know went off the air then, but then there was another one and another one and another yeah, one. Hasbro I, just keeps pumping that shit out. So. I could not... There was there was definitely a time where there wasn't G.I. Joe for a little bit. Not very long. And then from what I can remember, it start, it and Transformers and stuff started really coming back in the uh, the early aughts. Like, that was when I was getting into comics, and I remember a ton of that stuff around. Uh, see, I because I was always a big Transformers guy, it never really went away. Like, they sure. did what they called Generation 2, which was basically... Taking all the toys and painting them the worst 90s colors ever. Oh, I kind of remember that. Oh, boy, was it terrible. And Transformers like, Generation 2. And then uh, Beasties as you would know at Beast yep. Wars for yep. the rest of everyone. Um, and then Machine Wars. And mm-hmm. like that that never stopped. And I'm pretty sure G.I. Joe had the same kind of thing. They had something called Renegades. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Like... They had like the... Um... They were almost like early McFarlane toys, if I'm remembering correctly. Like they didn't have any like much articulation to them. They were like way bigger. I d- I don't know. I don't remember the toys. Yeah. I remember the cartoon, which I believe disgraced pervert Warren Ellis worked on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that checks. Out. Yes, I'm remembering that now. You're right. You're right. And that was early early O's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that but I was. I think there was something before that as well. Mm-hmm. I, but I could be wrong. Anyway, it's one I of def- those properties that doesn't go away for yeah, very long. Yeah. But like, so you know. Maybe pick a different animal to base your, uh... I don't... On the other hand, these guys have used whatever Marvel shit they want to use mm-hmm. with no, like, no uh, no concern for getting sued or whatever. So sure. maybe they just don't care. I mean, that's entirely possible. God knows no one gave a shit about Hydra back in whenever this was, like... That's who I meant, Hydra, not AIM. I mean, yeah. there's a bit of AIM there, I suppose, mm-hmm. but I meant Hydra. Um... But, you know, evil organization, evil terrorist organization, you could do something that isn't that (laughs) well another thing is like there's nothing to these guys you know like well yeah and i was i was telling you they are about to i i could be wrong about this but i think they are the villains who appear the most in this series this is the first of many appearances Uh there's a big two-parter coming they show up in the finale and i'm 
pretty sure they show up a few more times as well. Like, if you're going to do this, you need to have a cool, sinister guy who's in charge of the whole thing. With some personal connection to Terry, or mm-hmm. Bruce, or both. Yeah. Like, like that's what made Blight so good, was... Mm. He was responsible for Terry's dad's death, and he was also trying to drive uh, Bruce's company away from him and yeah. into horrible things he didn't want. Like he had a nice connection to both of them. Mm-hmm. Whereas Cobra is just some fucking organization, evil, like, face, faceless organization. Like you know. And if they operate on a global scale, why is it solely Batman's responsibility to take them yeah, down? Exactly. Like this would be a good uh, gateway into like you know some of the other superheroes that might be out there. And we will get the future Justice League. There's mm-hmm. a nice two-parter coming up in season three where Terry gets like tested to join the new Justice League. Yeah, or not new. I think they've been going the whole time. Mm-hmm. The Justice League Beyond. Yeah. Um, but there. W- what I'm saying is there are other superheroes already. Mm-hmm. Justice League, I think, has been operating continuously since Bruce's time. So yep. there's other guys out there. Superman's still alive. We will. Mm-hmm. Th- that's not hard to extrapolate, but we will get confirmation of that. Oh, yeah. There's like a big two-parter with him or something, I think. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's the Justice League one. Because he comes and says, hey, you want to join our club? And mm-hmm. Terry's like, hell yeah. I mean, the Justice League? Yeah. Terry's moving up to the big leagues. I already have trouble juggling this and school but you know what i still want to do that i mean the justice league comes by your place like you're gonna join the just well you're gonna do tell them no i mean look if justice league detroit comes by and asks me to join like Mm. one i'm gonna say no and two yeah i'm exactly the type of person they would hire Mm, is it is it nort because i might hang out with that guy Mm -hmm. no detroit was aquaman martian manhunter oh vibe oh i'm thinking antarctica never mind Maybe Vixen, and definitely a character whose name I don't want to say anymore. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Is it a slur for the Romani people? It sure is. Mm, okay. Uh, the uh, new Mystery Science Theater rebranded the purple robot as GPC, mm-hmm. which sounds like that, but isn't, and yeah. sounds like a robot name. They did a good job with it. Yeah, that. nice work, guys. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they sound like they. I, oh, I know what I was thinking of. I was thinking of the Great Lakes Avengers. I'm like, oh, the 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 bad funny characters mm-hmm. are there. No. <sighs> uh, so, what was your good thing? Uh, I didn't really have one. Like, I didn't really like this episode, but uh, mm-hmm. there's a nice little uh, Akira tribute when uh, Cocker. Uh, Cocker, good lord. Mm-hmm. Joe Cocker. Uh huh. Joe Cocker. When uh, mm-hmm. Stalker uh, kicks a guy off of a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Real nice, uh, like lifted directly from Akira. I should watch Akira again. That movie rules. I haven't seen it in quite some time. I I don't think I recognize that. Mm. It's like uh, he sort of runs up and just like does like a like a slow motion kick to the guy's face and kicks him off a motorcycle. Mm. It's the other. So, it's the other famous motorcycle scene that's not uh, the motorcycle. The guy skidding his motorcycle. Yeah. Or the guy walking to a motorcycle. Mm. Well, a lot of motorcycles in that movie. I mean, yeah. A lot of big mutant blobs as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's yelling. Got something, got something for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yelling each other's names. Yep, everybody loves Akira. Uh-huh. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Every five or ten years, I watch it again to see if I can understand it yet. And mm-hmm. It turns out no. Well, I mean, part of that reason, that is that, like, uh, the the comic wasn't finished yet, so they just put out what they had. Ah, so it's like just, Game of Game of Thrones again. Yeah, it's missing, like, three giant, uh, giant yeah. comics. Like manga volumes that mm-hmm. weren't done yet? Yep, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. My bad thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there, I made fun of the set piece at the end because it was a little lame. Uh-huh. But there was a decent one in the middle where uh, it was, that's where Cobra, they were infecting the money. Yeah. 
they were gonna they they went to this factory this plastics factory that makes credits mm-hmm. and they were gonna like uh put the virus on money and then money would be passed between hands because money is filthy and <clears throat> people touch money and it's gross Ugh. i don't have the everything is gross thing you do but yeah like particularly you know paper money mm-hmm. like bleh. uh-huh <laughs> So glad we don't use it anymore. Um, but okay, if credits in this world, and we've we've puzzled over this because it doesn't oh, make any yeah, sense. Yeah, it's bizarre because it's not a card that subtracts from your bank account. It's the credits themselves are just like paper money. Yeah, but they're plastic credits instead. Yeah, and but like you can drain the credits or refill them or something. But like, but you can also give someone ten pieces of plastic that equal ten dollars and then they're not yours anymore they belong to the other person yeah like if you thought the idea of in of uh pads in star trek was stupid like it's exactly that it is exactly that if you're just paying for stuff with a giant pile of these things yeah um but okay if that's how it works in this world mm-hmm. what like we have accepted that part of it, it doesn't make any sense it's very stupid but mm-hmm. that's how it works yeah it's extra weird that they just have some plastics factory making the money like like I'm sure you know. I'm sure it's the same in Canada. Mm-hmm. The place where they print the money is super high security. Yeah, this is not high security at all. No, and it's, again, just some plastics factory. It's not run by the government. Mm-hmm. There's no armed guards. I mean, there's Cobra guys because they took it over. But sure. Like, it doesn't look like, you know, it's not treated like a fortress because that's where all the money lives. Yeah, like, and there, there's a point where, like, someone's going through, like, a big pile of these things, and it's like, wow, mm-hmm. if we had these, it, we, we'd be, we'd be, these would be worth thousands of dollars. I'm like, you decide how much money they go go on. They're, like, they're worth yeah, they whatever said, money you put on them. They said these are unstamped credits. They haven't determined what they're worth. Yeah. Right. Like, you, you get, you set the stamping machine to whatever you want. Yeah, just write in a million, trillion, billion dollars. Yeah. I mean, it's the future. With inflation, that'll get you a pizza, probably. Sure. Take that economic forces. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Uh, I love me some capitalism. Do you? No, God, no. I mean, I didn't think so. It's the worst. Yeah, I don't care for it. it. Fucking sucks. I don't want these. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were some good. I posted these on my uh, Twitter earlier mm. today. Some really good Terry reaction faces. Oh yeah. He's got a good. Oh my God, why is this happening to me? Face. <laughs> And another good sort of skeptical eyebrow raise, like, what are you talking about? Irritated like, Terry is so good. Mm-hmm. Irritary? Irritary. The the first reaction I'm talking about, the oh my god, was when Stalker was on all fours on the ground sniffing mm-hmm. like a dog to stalk his prey. Uh-huh. I would have reacted the same way, but I probably wouldn't have been animated as well. <laughs> what, uh, what you doing over there, Stalker? Quiet. <laughs> All right. What you got, boy? <laughs> give it. Give. Mm-hmm. Drop mm-hmm. it. No throw, uh, only take. Uh-huh. Well, he does have a stick, and that's all he has. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how much he can do with that stick. Well, the other thing is, and this is why I don't particularly like Stalker. Terry's like, okay, don't move. I'm going to go in there, and we're going to go in real quiet, and everything's going to be fine. And Stalker's like, I will not do anything. Five seconds later, he just fucking charges in. It's like, I can't take you anywhere. See, I liked that. I liked the buddy cop. Like, it's it was nowhere near as good as this, mm-hmm. but it was the same vibe as World's Finest. Oh, yeah. And you even got a beat of Terry being the one who said we should use finesse instead of just smacking things mm-hmm. with a stick. Mm-hmm. And it was a nice way to show Terry. Oh, yeah. Terry's Batman. Yeah. Like, 
Terry, I mean, we we marvel at this every time, but that's because he's a kid and he's growing into mm-hmm. it, and it's cool when it happens. Yeah, like he's he's the one that's like, I got lockpicks in my fingers, man. You don't have to beat the door open. Oh, are you uh, talking about his hot pointy hacker finger? <laughs> I am indeed. I did it with my hot pointy finger. <laughs> That's the first thing I ever posted to YouTube was an isolated clip I found from the old Fantastic Four cartoon. Yep. Of Johnny saying that. What'd you do, Johnny? Huh? I did it. No, because nobody asked him that. Uh-huh. He said it ap- apropos of nothing. Nobody certainly asked him what he did it with and what type of finger it was. Or even if he had done it. Uh-huh. He just volunteered that information. Let me ask you something. Why do you keep saying that? Because <laughs> it bugs you. <laughs> Well, this version understands these characters at least. All right, that makes sense. Anyway, I I gotta like I said, it wasn't anywhere near as good as the high point of this entire franchise. Mm-hmm. But but you know, it, it was a bit of a world's finest thing mm-hmm. where like one of them wants to beat the door down and the other one wants to do it the smooth way. Yeah. You know, I kind of like that. There's also um, when uh, Stalker first shows up, he's looking for the uh, the virus and he thinks mm-hmm. uh, Nelson still has it, so he grabs him and runs up the building with him. Yep. I drops him head on into a car like yep. you watch him drop. I'm like, OK, so that just snapped both of his both of his legs like a twig. Mm-hmm. And then later on, Terry sees it for the first time, just runs up and punches him in the face. And Stalker's like, I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm like, motherfucker, you just dropped a child off of a building. Yeah, look, I don't like that particular child. He has bullied me and he's kind of an asshole, but uh, maybe don't maybe don't drop him from a building. Like, look, that guy's an asshole, but he's also 16. Yeah. Also, there's a point where False Face poses as Nelson and Terry punches him like direct in the face. Yep. I'm like, oh, that that must have felt good. Oh, I love punching Nelson. <laughs> and I don't even get in trouble for this one. Yep. I could punch you all day. Mm-hmm. I I honestly thought, and I'm glad they didn't do this because mm-hmm. Nelson dropped into the like his uh, convertible was open, so he dropped into like sort of the driver's seat of his car. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad they didn't do a dumb my car yep. joke because like. They did that already in the in the Willy Watt episode. Yep, absolutely. It's the guy from Street uh, Fighter Two. It's a my car. Oh, I don't know that one. No, I never knew those fighter games. I'm I'm sure there's tons of people who get that. Mm-hmm. I just I'm not one of them. It was uh, right oh. in my wheelhouse. I was absolutely one of the kids who called you at work. <laughs> See if Street Fighter yeah. Three was out. It's not even just that. It's mm-hmm. like that's w- sort of when video games got too hard for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I could play arcade games and hang with the best of them, and then they got real complicated, and I didn't keep up. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to those days. I don't know. I think at this point, because I was, you know, 18, 19 years Mm. old when that happened. I think, you know, you're almost 40. I think think you're good. I hope so. Yeah. I got that VR shit. Scares the shit the hell out of me. Well, I think kids are going to be better at VR than you. Nah, it's probably true. You'll you'll adapt. It's fun. I mean, I tried it once. Oh, yeah. I, I wasn't great at it, but it was fun. Now, I played this shooter game at my friend's place, and I almost fell over backwards trying to do a Matrix dodge, <laughs> which is well, a problem I mean, for a number of reasons. I mean, if you were trying to do a Matrix, I mean, that's that move only worked because he lived in a weird digital fantasy mm-hmm. world. You, your body can't actually do that. It's like, first of all, you don't bend that way. Secondly, you're old. Like but The thing is, I don't think Keanu bends that way. No. Well, he you might, know. honestly like fit six pack Keanu probably can't. Mm. So don't, you know, don't beat yourself up too bad over that. I was at the doctor for hormone stuff this week and he's like mm-hmm. checking my back for like, for stuff. He's like, you're very flexible. Really? I'm like, thank you, I guess. Huh. I'll take that. Yeah. I've, doctors never told me that. Yeah. 
Never exactly been known for my flexibility. Me anyway. neither, I thought. <laughs> I mean, I don't just mean physically, but yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. Anything else? Uh, someone throws flaming pants at Batman. That is true. Mm -hmm. In the laundry factory. Yep. Oh, I wanted to mention, so false face is nothing. He's just a guy who can change his face. That's mm -hmm. it. We talked about that. But also, his weapon of choice is a taser. Yep. Like, okay, when Stalker first comes for him, I thought, whatever body he took over, like, he stole the guy's jacket and had a taser. He yeah. just happened to have one. Yeah, he's a security it, guy. It makes perfect sense. Sure. But then it's, like, his go-to weapon for the rest of the episode. I'm like, I guess that's just what he likes to use. Yeah, it's like his action figure come with three heads, one of whom is J. Jonah Jameson and a, and a, uh, and a taser? Huh? I guess. I mean, I mean, you know, he gets good use out of mm -hmm. it. Like, he, he lights some stuff on fire, and, of course, he uh, goes for the weak spot on Stalker that, like, hits his spinal implant or mm -hmm. whatever. I hope no one no notices my glowing red spine. Yeah, the giant scar that I didn't bother, because I run around shirtless. <laughs> you know what would cover that up real good? A shirt. <laughs> Just put on a shirt, man. People won't see your weak spot. No! And then he jumps off a building. <laughs> ah, I landed on a rusty nail. Gee, even I wonder a, how that happened. Even a tank top. <laughs> Don't even put on a full shirt, just, just enough to cover your spine up. Put a shirt on. Never! <laughs> oh, man. Uh -huh. Anything else? That's everything I got. I didn't really like this one. Yeah, I, I could tell. Uh, I have a quote, mm -hmm. but um, it has absolutely nothing to do with anything. Mm -hmm. This is... Um, there's Someone's watching a basketball game, and a player just had a, a name that I thought was funny, is all. And Malkovich takes the pass and checks off to midcourt. He passes off to Harrington, who looks for an opening. Malkovich, the basketball player. Malkovich! Yeah, exactly. I just assumed this is the future and someone being John Malkovich mm -hmm. uh, into the, the basketball player, and they're like, oh, Malkovich has the ball. <laughs> uh, <sighs> but yeah, there wasn't really anything much quotable yeah. in this. So, All right, well, let's push forward then to April Moon. Take it away, Maggie. Alrighty. So a bunch of color-coded youths attempt to break into a diamond storage facility using advanced cybernetic parts. Another night in Gotham City, I guess. There's Green Guy and his Omega Red-style whips. He's not cool enough to have earned Dr. Octopus arms. Blue Guy and his giant metal Hulk, Hulk hands. Red Guy and his skin that turns into the rhino armor, but without the cool rhinoceros aesthetic. And Yellow Guy, who has chainsaws for arms. Fine. And also for knees, which is quite possibly the stupidest place to put a giant saw on the human body, with the possible exception of the head and the genitals. Mm -hmm. This is proven correct when Terry arrives to kick everyone's ass, and Yellow Guy promptly gets his knee saw stuck in the floor. Because his knees are saws! <laughs> Terry is then quickly defeated by the Cyber Rangers, who fuck off with all the precious gems. Luckily, Terry finds a clue, and Bruce is able to track it back to Dr. Sadman, a famed cybernetics <laughs> doctor who the cyber art guys are currently seeing to get Yellow Guy's knees fixed. After they leave, Terry comes out to interrogate the doctor, but Sa Dr. Sadman very quickly knocks Terry out with hospital stuff and then absconds with all of his medical crap. Terry meets up with Max, who susses that if the guy didn't kill Terry or unmask him, he's probably an okay dude in a tight spot. So it's really easy to lure him to a hotel under the guise of someone needing cybernetics help. And then Terry sneaks out from under the bed and interrogates him. So the story goes thusly. Dr. Sadman used to be Dr. Gladman when he was married to his wife, April. He shows Terry a picture, a picture of her. Wow, April, Terry says. And a moon. An April moon. Yes, the doctor agrees. An April moon. An April moon would definitely be an important thing to remember for later. 
But uh, it all falls apart when Green Guy came to him for help with his prosthetic hand and then kidnapped his wife until the doctor installed cybernetics on all his friends. Including saws in the knees, Terry asks incredulously. <laughs> yes, even the knee saws. I told him it was a bad idea, but I didn't account for the fact that he is an idiot. The doc mentions that he installed a self-destruct module in all of the cybernetics and is planning to utilize it once April is safe, but not until then. He's too worried about her being hurt because of his deep love for her, which will never, ever be betrayed. Wow, that was a weird thing for me to write. Not sure why I did that. Anyway, Terry traces the various guys to their hideout and then discovers that he's been followed by the doctor. And then they both watch as Green Guy makes out with April, who is in on it the whole time. Well, I am genuinely surprised by this turn of events and the doc, <clears throat> excuse me. And the doc takes it even worse, having a full-on Roger Rabbit patty cake attack in the alley. <laughs> so the guys come out to investigate, and so Terry shoves the doctor in a cellar and then gets back to getting his ass kicked. Nisaw's guy attacks Terry again, but luckily Terry remembers the extremely easy-to-guess password, April Moon, and then shuts the guy down term permanently. Which is good, because the guy was two days away from sawing off his own face. <laughs> Terry uses the code word to defeat the rest of the team, except for Green Guy and April, who escape, as does the doctor. We cut back to Terry and Bruce discussing how Green Guy and April will appear again, and then back to the doctor's lab, where the doctor is about to unleash some Tales from the Crypt-style cuckold revenge by jamming a drill into Green Guy's face. Kids love Batman. They sure do. What an ending. Uh, oh. uh, I mean, that. I mean, yeah, I won't deny the Tales from the Crypt definitely used that sort of thing, but it felt, this whole episode felt very noir. Oh, totally. They, uh, down Influence. to the soundtrack, you know? Ugh, I hated that music. That's yeah, actually yeah, my here we go thing. again. <laughs> There's some off, truly awful softcore porn music in this episode. Uh -huh, yeah. You liked it. I huh? really did. We very much disagree on the music pretty much always. Every t If one of us brings up the music in any way, the other person is guaranteed to, to have the opposite opinion. Yeah, I think if it's mid, like sort of middle of the pack music, we feel the same way. Mm -hmm. But on the extremes, we're just like, nope. Well, it's not something I normally notice. So if I do notice yeah. it, I will have an opinion about it. Yeah, same. Yeah. I mean, I do notice it, but I, I only feel like it's worth bringing up on the show mm -hmm. if it's radically different and yeah i didn't care for it yeah uh but the but the main story and i'm glad you chose this to focus on because if you didn't i would have knee saws guy <laughs> i okay so this is my bad thing what uh-huh how dare you here's the thing this was bad but i cannot deny the absolute delight that it gave me yes the guy with giant saws on his knees has got to be the stupidest <laughs> idea in the world and i am proved correct by that by the amount of times he gets stuck in shit yeah now here's what makes it better mm -hmm. you may or may not know this i don't think they said it in the episode i, I got this from the dc wiki mm. it was also in the credits the guy's code name super villain name is knee jerk <laughs> That elevated it from great to amazing for me. That's the kind of name I wish, as a comedy writer, I wish I'd thought of. You know that means that he, that, like, the knee saws are the more important thing to him than the hand saws. Like, if... Yeah. Oh, no, because he's got them in his elbows, too. Mm. But, yeah, you're right. The knees... But, okay, so the knees, you're right, are the most important part, and he's a jerk. Uh, yep. It's a, that's, that's the name. It's a perfect name. Oh my god, it's amazing. Oh god, this is a miracle. Yeah. Knee jerk. Knee oh my god. Yeah. So good. Incredible. Yep. It's very stupid in the way that I think you and I both enjoy. Like that that like yeah, we're in a comic book world. Mm -hmm. Let's fucking run with this, oh man. I, I'm reading a I've been reading old Captain America comics from like the eighties. Mm -hmm. And there's a the the stuff I've been reading lately has him fighting a bunch of like uh it's a very eighties gang movie type thing where he's like trying to get the drugs off the street. 
Right. And everyone in the gang has a name like Low Life or Scumbum or whatever, and it's played completely straight, and it made me so happy. Uh-huh. <sighs> um, okay, so I'm looking at the list of the guys. Yes. Um, Knee Jerk is the best one. Uh-huh. Uh, Bullwhip, I think they actually say his name. They do. Who's got, like, Spider-Man web shooters, but they're whips. Yeah, he's, uh, the- like, Constrictor. Then he comes out with whip. <laughs> uh, the guy who can grow uh, an extra skin on the outside of, you know, like a, a an exo mm. shell or whatever is terrapin, which makes sense. Sure. Like a turtle shell. Yep. Uh, and then the guy with the fist is called Nux, K-N-U-X. Terrible. Like, n- like Knuckles. Mm-hmm. No, I got it. It's just bad. Yeah. I wasn't, like, if you saw it in writing, you would get it. Yeah. But I wasn't sure if me saying Nux. Yeah, you know, like, Nux. I, yeah. No, knee jerk is definitely knee jerk the best is one. so much better. I, oh my god! There's so that guy, the the blue guy, Nux. Um, like they have him on stakeout to make sure no one shows up. He does a terrible job because then Batman punches him in the face. Mm-hmm. But so like you get to see everybody else sort of activate their powers. Right. But like by the time that he shows up again, like he's run back into the middle of a fight scene, and it's just a guy with two giant hands, and it's so fucking funny. Yep. No, see and. I think it's textual. I don't think this is bad. I think it's deliberate. Like, it's intentional in the story Mm -hmm. that these guys are street thugs who are idiots. Mm -hmm. And, like, the every one of them asked for the powers that they drew for themselves when they were seven. Exactly. Like, that's not bad design on the writer's part. That's good, like, good thinking of character because these guys are idiots. Well, and, like, the fact that they're all color-coded like Power Rangers, too. I just I just don't think that way. I think they're all wearing different colors so we can tell who's it's who. Just, I don't it's a think th- of the Power Rangers. It, it is absolutely, as someone who who grew up around that time, it is definitely mm. a thing that I, that I notice a lot. You know, you're, you're color-coded. Well, no, I noticed. Uh, no, what I'm saying is I notice that they're different colors, mm. but I don't think the Power Rangers invented that. Well, I don't think they invented it, but it definitely popularized mm. it. Like right. around I mean, that time. The, I mean, if nothing else, the Turtles did it. Mm-hmm. Like before that. Oh, there's definitely that. And you know, I'm sure there are examples from earlier mm. than that, but that's the first one I could think yeah. of. Because hmm. I still don't know which turtle is which, but someone said, "Oh, they're they're bandanas or whatever, different color." Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> I have no idea. Unlike the comic where they were all all wore red or nothing because it was black and white. Right. I don't know. Fucking look at the weapons they're holding. Well, that's a terrible idea. I don't know weapons. What's, they're all stabby things. What's wrong with you, Ace Eastman and Laird, creators of the Ninja Turtles? <laughs> yeah, well, you had to go to my buddy, uh, the late David Wise, mm-hmm. to uh, to streamline it so that you could tell who was who. Yep. That was that was all him. They also had uh, belts with their initials on them. Ah, very good. Um... So my good thing yes. is uh, I understand you thought the rhino with armor guy, mm. but to me, he just looked like a big fucking robot. He oh, great. yeah. Well, it's like a giant Bruce Tim style robot. Oh, yeah. Look great. I just like every like everyone sort of felt like they had a uh, like a, a Marvel a Marvel comics, comic, yeah. except for, you know, knee jerk, who uh, <laughs> is a wholly original creation holy... that deserves his own spinoff. If ever I wanted a description for someone being called God's own idiot, it would be knee jerk. <laughs> It's like we know because we we've planned ahead mm-hmm. that Zeta gets the spinoff, but why isn't it knee jerk? Yeah. Why aren't we doing three seasons of the knee jerk? His project? name is knee jerk. And he's got saws in his knees. I will never saws. be sad again. This cured my depression. <laughs> oh, Every time man. I'm feeling down and just like, I don't know if this is if <laughs> if things mm. are going great right now. I can just think, yeah, but knee jerk exists. And his what name he... is knee jerk. So like your gaze sort of goes down because mm-hmm. you're sad and then you notice your own knees mm-hmm. and then you think 
But what if they were chainsaws? <laughs> I'm gonna print out a picture of him and just I have a bulletin board with like uh like letters and pictures stuff, and yeah. inspirational stuff on it. Yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna put up a picture of knee jerk on it. Uh-huh. WWKJD. Mm-hmm. Well, I believe he would saw things with his knees if he had his druthers. <laughs> I think the very best that you talk about uh the the revenge thing at the end mm-hmm. being a very kids love Batman moment and you're not wrong. Yep. But the Batman saying the very obvious code word to each of them and all their limbs falling off. Also very good. Was some horror, like wonderful body mm-hmm. horror for children to to process as well. Like that dude's legs fell off at the knees mm-hmm. because the saws came out. And then his, his arms fell off at the elbows because the saws came yep. out. And he's just a torso mm-hmm. with four saws that he can't use lying around him. Yep. And all like similar things happen to the, all of them, mm-hmm. but Jesus Christ! Well, it's the thing is like it feels like a natural progression where like so Bullwhip gets his hand fixed and he's like, mm-hmm. I want you to put like a whip in there so I can be cool. Sure. And the doctor's like, I guess. And then he comes back and he's like, I want you to help my friend here who needs like prosthetic arms and legs. And the guy's like, Put mm-hmm. knees in my legs, or <laughs> put mm-hmm. saws no. in my knees. And the doc's like, mm-hmm. Um, what? Oh, oh okay. By the by, the time we get to Terrapin, it's just like a perfectly normal guy comes in and he's like, "Give this guy some metal skin." Mm-hmm. You know Colossus from from Marvel? Can you do that? Yeah, not really, but hmm. I want to be able well, to we'll run... kill your girlfriend. Oh, so I guess okay. I better fucking learn. Pass me that essentials yeah. guide. Yep. I mean, there's no chapter on saw knees. I I had to add one. <laughs> oh man. Oh god. Yep. Uh, oh, one other thing I got, like, knee, no, learning the name Knee Jerk from the DC mm-hmm. Wiki justified all the nitpicky bullshit I get mm-hmm. from there. Uh, but I got to give them an, another uh, uh, prop here. They also, their description of this episode refers to these these four guys as ruffians. <laughs> that delighted uh-huh. me. Uh-huh. Ruffians. These ne'er-do-wells. These some real ruffians, you know? Mm-hmm. Kind of guys who will, like... Hang around outside of a Seven Eleven. Uh-huh. Are you guys doing any crimes or anything? Not really. No, we're we're just hassling squares. Yep. <laughs> Trying to get someone to buy us some beer. <laughs> hey, buddy, you buy me some beer, I won't saw you with my knees. Uh, I'm sorry. And then, what? And <laughs> that's the that's the stupidest threat that no one could ever possibly deliver on. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> And then, and then they get the beer, and Niedrich tries to show off and open the beer with his knees off, and he just destroys all the beer. It's just like a six-pack just exploding glass randy yeah. everywhere. He's just sawing it with his knee, going, why isn't this working? <laughs> I pictured I would elegantly shave off the top, and we would drink our beers. What have I done wrong? Oh, my God. So good. Oh, my God. So good. Um, I really liked the doctor. Oh yeah, I think wasn't this your good thing? Yeah, yeah. I really enjoy- the romance between the doctor and uh, April is extremely cute. Like, the- oh yeah, we get a flashback to their courtship, yeah, and it is. You're it's, right. It's adorable. Like, you mm-hmm. can absolutely tell why. Not only is this guy desperate to keep his wife alive, but he's also like, he's not helping Terry because he's so worried that these guys are gonna like Terry's gonna fail, and these guys are gonna kill his wife. Like the guy is the the guy really yeah we understand his motives yeah the desperation of it all you know well and it's an interesting spin on the Mister Freeze formula mm-hmm. 
because he's a brilliant scientist doing stuff, not because he's bad, but because he wants to help his wife. Yeah. It's a very different version of that, mm-hmm. but it's still basically the same. Like, oh, he loves this woman, and that's why he's doing all these horrible things. Yeah. Okay. And all of that build leading up to her just making out with uh, with Bullwhip is, like, yeah. you absolutely see how utterly like broken and betrayed he is and i've seen like i've watched a lot of old noir movies Mm -hmm. and i'm pretty sure this is the plot of a few of them like i think i and i'm not saying that is a bad thing at all like like original batman ripped off noir very effectively Mm -hmm. as well and like um but what i'm what i'm getting at is that version of the story that i've seen before she never loved him Mm -hmm. she was like my my headcanon based on like i say stories like this is she and Bullwhip were always a thing. Mm-hmm. She became this doctor's nurse, like, uh, charmed him, mm-hmm. got him to fall in love with her, and then, like, betrayed yeah. him. There was never a love there, is what I'm saying. Yeah. On her side. I could, like, on his side to her. I could definitely see that. Yeah. And then you pair that with the uh, with the ending, which mm-hmm. I absolutely expected uh, Alfred Hitchcock to come out after and go, but of course he didn't actually murder anybody. Uh-huh. Yep. There's a, there's a lot of like you know because that show adapted a lot of short mm. stories like it's it's a very short story ending. Well, yeah, and like, I mean, you know, this is so many different types of fiction is just like yep. no, and they they I mean yes, these guys were incredibly stupid mm-hmm. in a way that we we enjoy. Oh yeah, but like now his name they, was Knee Jerk. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but they brought it effectively into the cyberpunk future. Yeah. Like they did this classic noir, you know, thing, but with some great future body horror. Yeah. So good job. It's great. Yeah. It's it's not a good episode exactly, but it was a fun that, episode. That's the thing, you know, like there's not a whole like it feels like there wasn't a whole lot here, but God, I've been having fun talking about it. Yeah, well, that's because it's in our sweet spot. Mm-hmm. When you and I latch on to something, we really latch on to something. You are not that's... kidding. <laughs> Ask us about Armus. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, you want to know what the what Lower Decks did? Their joke about Armus? Mm. They prank called him, and they literally said, Hey, Armus, you're a piece of shit. That was their Armus oh, joke. Oh, that sucks. Our Armus jokes are way better than that. They literally said, that was the line. They bleeped it, but they literally said, Hey, you're a piece of shit. Wow. Yeah, I hate yeah. that. Yeah, that's, that's so lazy. Uh-huh. So lazy. So lazy. Um, oh, by the way, Doctor Corso, the uh, the scientist, mm. uh, voiced by Ed Begley Jr. Ah, all right. Stan Stan Sitwell, his own self. Oh, yeah, good for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, what else? He says, uh, "I when he's talking to Terry about the the fact that it's voice activated, like the 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 triggers are voice activated, and he's like, but 'But I'm not going to tell you what it mm. is. When I do it, I'm going to do it with relish.' <laughs> well, oh, so that's how it's activated with relish. Mm-hmm. I get it." Well, I feel stupid for bringing all these hot dogs to this heist. <laughs> you want me to chop those up for you? No. <laughs> I just feel like that's my version of that character. He's always trying to show off, like, not always in a crime setting, well, but he's always trying to show off what he can do with them, and it always goes very badly. Well, the thing is, he puts saws in his knees, and that's not a thing that you can show off with very often. So, like... Yeah. Anytime anything needs to be cut, uh-huh. he wants to he wants to step in and do it, whether it's appropriate or not, and it never is. Are oh, you chopping up lettuce for uh, for lunch? Here, come here. No, 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 no. <clears throat> I can shred it perfectly, like you'd get on a great taco. Uh-huh. You know. <laughs> uh-huh. No, he can't. You know what you you're good for? If we need to cut down a tree that's like two and a half feet tall, <laughs> that's that's it. basically it. And also, everything he chops just ends up covered in knee lubricant. 
Mm, knee lubricant. Yep. <laughs> Sorry about all my knee lubricant. <laughs> it's relish. <actually. laughs> oh my god. Uh, what else? Uh, there's a bit where uh, so Max call basically calls a hospital to get a hold of the the doctor to um. Oh yeah, and says, "Hey, look, I I am always a sucker for a doctor character who puts aside whatever to to do. Like mm-hmm. he's compelled to help people. That's that's just a trope that I've always enjoyed. But th- there's a bit where he's on the phone and he's like, "Uh huh. Oh, I told you I was out of town. No, no." Both legs, you say. And all I can think of is mm-hmm. that line from Futurama. To shreds, you say. Uh-huh. Oh, and how's the widow? Oh, to shreds, you say. <laughs> I, um, I, I actually had in my notes, mm-hmm. I like that he didn't try to hurt Batman or take his mask off. Uh, yeah, that's what Max said. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because <laughs> that was, like, when he woke up and the thing was empty, I'm like, well, he's not that bad yeah. of a guy, though. He just wanted to get away. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about all I have. Yeah. I I enjoyed this one. Oh, sort of a callback to what Devlin had mentioned mm. uh, uh, previously last week. I think mm. last week. Um, uh, they said uh, they were annoyed by the uh, Wizard of Oz references. The fact that Terry didn't know them. Uh-huh. Like, well, of course he would know things that was that were made before he was born. Come on. Mm-hmm. And this episode actually made him familiar with the song April Moon, yeah. which he says was before he was born. Yeah. So like. Right there. <laughs> I had that moment. I'm like, oh, so this you've heard of, Terry. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I've heard of April Moon. I, maybe if I heard the melody, yeah. I would recognize it. But I don't know it by title. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of essential. Yeah. The plot, so. It's an April Moon. Oh, uh-huh. thanks. That won't come in handy later. I mean, the moon comes out every month. What's, what's particularly interesting yeah. about the April one? Mm. You know what they say, April moons bring May moons. <laughs> April moons bring tides, just like every moon. Mm-hmm. That's true. The moon. Well, when you're the moon. <laughs> I don't know if you know that reference. I don't think so. The Mighty Boosh. Ah, it's very okay. good. It's uh, Noel Fielding, who you do know. Mm-hmm. I do know Noel from, Fielding. Uh, yeah, uh, as the moon. Mm-hmm. Oh. And you should look up clips of it on YouTube because it's delightful. All right, I will. Uh, My girlfriend turned into else? the moon. That's rough, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is that is one of the best moon quotes. Mm-hmm. Much better than that's no moon, it's a space station, which is fine, but mm-hmm. not really particularly great. Yep. Line. All right. Anything else? Uh, that's everything I got. I Oh, my my last thing was uh, at the end when you see like the doctor doing some horrible shit to, to uh, buzz, buzz, bull, bull, whatever. Green guy. Uh I got a I got a real Doctor Giggles oh yeah vibe and then I was like how the fuck do I even know what Doctor Giggles is I haven't thought about that in thirty years <laughs> I don't think I've seen Doctor Giggles no I don't think I've seen it but I think there were trailers for it a lot or something they like, it's a reference that's wedged in my head but I don't even know they why definitely like they definitely had a lot of ads for it in like ninety well, it was uh, Dark Horse's first from this, uh, from this time mm, Dark Horse that could be it too but I definitely remember Dark- it from like. Uh, like, well, Dark Horse produced the movie. Mm-hmm. It was like the like ooh, a comic company's making movies now. Oh, yeah, they were they were making a big thing out mm-hmm. of it, and so like they pushed the hell out of it. Maybe they put it in other companies' books. I don't mm-hmm. know. That's very odd because I live right by Dark Dark Horse Comics, 
and mm-hmm. they've got a lot of props out that you can see from their various movies, such as from Doctor Giggles, such as The Mask. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, this was early '90s. Mm. The Mask was mid '90s when they like it took off. I yep. guess. Uh, R.I.P.D. A movie nobody gave a shit about. Uh, Hellboy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, no, Hellboy, yeah. no Doctor Giggles stuff though. <laughs> well, just because it was the first doesn't mean it was good. <laughs> we really got to get out no there idea. and celebrate Doctor Giggles, don't we? But, I mean, the brand lives on because I still remember I mean, I guess that's true. Somehow. All right. Uh, What do you got for a quote? Uh, Oh, this is is, uh, uh, Terry talking to Bruce. This might help you. Remember when I said there was something odd about the servo? It was a cutoff circuit. Yeah, I know. It's a fail-safe switch. But did you know it's voice activated? So that's how you stop them. Some kind of code freeze. Any idea what it is? It would have to be something not likely to be heard in casual conversation. And it's probably words that have special significance to the doctor. That's the best you can do? I'm only human. I keep forgetting. Yep, that was good. There were some good Terry Bruce moments, mm-hmm. like, particularly at the end, where they're doing sort of the epilogue wrap-up, mm-hmm. where I, Terry says something like, uh, yeah, after I found out what the deal was, I just didn't have the heart to go after mm-hmm. him, and I expected uh, Bruce to yell at yeah. him, and he didn't. Yeah, he's just And it was like... It was what what struck me as good about that was like it was a moment of Bruce treating Terry like a mature adult yeah. where that is an appropriate emotional response. Terry, mm-hmm. I understand. It's OK. He wasn't he didn't yell at him for not continuing to chase. Yeah. And it was like, good, good, good for you, Bruce. Mm-hmm. Credit where it's yeah. due. And like, yeah, he's emotionally immature and always will be. But just treating treating Terry like a grown up is. Yeah. So. All right. Anything else? Uh, that's everything I got. Good episode, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I mean, no, fun but episode, yes. episode, I guess. We, like, this is the most fun I've had talking about mm-hmm. the show in a while. Mm-hmm. Not that I've had, not that it's been a slog exactly, but you know. Yeah. Um, next mm-hmm. week, we have Centuries of the Last Cosmos, which I do remember is a, uh, a riff on the movie um, The Last Starfighter. Oh, wow. Hell of a title, I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Payback, which I do not okay. remember what that is. Uh, we may or may not have a guest. Uh, we've had we've had some uh, some scheduling mm-hmm. issues, but we'll see. We'll see. But we might be joined by a friend. Cool. Um, as ever, the website is kidslovebatman.com. Uh, you can write to us, kidslovebatmanpodcast at gmail. I'm on Twitter at Algar. Maggie Robots. And we'll be back next yeah. week. See ya, folks. Twala, knee jerks. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar-Watt. Copyright 2022, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.